Hello? Hello? Hello, how you doing? Good, it took me a couple minutes to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not the only one, so do not feel so bad, Miss Lady. How you doing this evening? I'm doing good, how are you? I'm doing fine, I'm doing fine. It has been a minute since I have actually talked to you, seen you in the whole nine. For some of my listeners, I've been shot with this young lady. Um... And I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed that. That was a hot scene. I ain't even going for it. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, and the face you made was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what got me as far as my faces. <laughs> yes, you make some, some some very hot sex faces for real, for real. And and like I said, just the, the way that you work on camera, your your stuff look good. I mean, from the time we hooked up up to now, you have done a lot. Yes, I have. <laughs> you have done a lot. And we're going to get into that. I got to do my my usual before we get into it, if you don't mind. Hello, how y'all doing, listeners out there on, in, on Spotify, wherever you're listening to this podcast? Hello, how you doing? This is the Smokers Lounge brought to you by Anchor, the perfect app for anyone that's trying to start their own podcast. All you got to do is download the app on your phone, Android or iPhone, or just go to anchor.fm on your laptop or iPod and start podcasting today and be distributed on multiple platforms that distribute podcasts. I am your host, Kavanaugh, the Southern Champ, a.k.a. the Porn Rap Star, as the name and the moniker states. I do porn, I do music. So check out my music. Check out my porn. Also, follow me on social media at allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star to find me everywhere that I'm at for my music, my porn, to my social media. We are sponsored by the Facebook of the LS community. I'm talking about lsworld.com. Go ahead and get yourself a profile today. You know, interact with like kink-minded selves. Yeah. Interact with people like-minded like yourself. They're into the same kink as you. Also, they also have a list of events that you might attend in your area so you can find other people like yourself. So go to lsworld.com today and get yourself a profile. Also, we're a proud member of the GW District Black Podcast, Black Podcast, which me and 14 other podcasts that are ran by black people, you can go listen to right now. Plus, on while you're there, you can also choose from over a thousand black sellers. I'm talking about fashion, beauty, um, health, books, wherever you name it, you might you will find it there. And it's black owned. So buy black, support black businesses, help build a black economy. So we can create generational wealth. So go to shopgwdistrict.com today. And I'm about to step out the way and let this sexy woman introduce herself. Go ahead. Hi, I'm Princess Gemini. 
I'm an award-nominated fetish model and alternative lifestyle event host and promoter from Boston and Las Vegas. <laughs> so now you're originally from Boston. Yes. So, and, and now how is the lifestyle scene in Boston different from that of Vegas? All right. So the kinky swingers are not as existent in Las Vegas as they are in the New England area. The really? New England area, yeah, the New England area is saturated with swingers, BDSM, fetish, kink, all that stuff. My parties combine all of that. Kink, so I call them kinky swingers. Mm-hmm. And you get the vanilla swingers out here, the ones that go to the dance parties, kiss and touch, and then go home and fight because they're man, kiss this girl or whatever. Yeah. Those are big out here. But the parties that I hosted are not big out here. They don't have mm-hmm. a lot of, the, yeah, they don't have a lot of, they're not, they think they're open-minded out here, but they are not, not as much mm-hmm. as New England. So yeah. I'm going to bring that out here. I'm bringing some people mm-hmm. from New England in June mm-hmm. to help show them how it's actually done. <laughs> Yeah. So um, when you do your parties, how do you pick the people that attend the party um, and what goes down within the parties? So normally my parties are at big clubs and they're open invite. So we have a dance floor in one part of it. And then we have closed off private play areas, a dungeon area. Um, some dominatrix come in and they'll work on people. And then sometimes we have um, model, other models come in and do gangbangs and stuff like that. So back in Boston and New England, I was it was a more like, Everybody was welcome time type thing. But here mm-hmm. in Las Vegas in June, I'm doing different because mm-hmm. what I was told by the swingers is you can't do porn if you're a swinger. But I was told by the porn, when I started getting into porn, you can't be a swinger. So don't let anybody know you're a swinger. And then I'm mm-hmm. watching all these OnlyFans people trying to get into it, not signing their 2257 forms. And I was like, wait a minute. Watch me pull off what everybody told me I can do. So I'm calling mm-hmm. the OnlyFans people to show them how to do it correctly because mm-hmm. out here, it's a little dry in the area with the BBCs that will fuck BBW on camera. So yes. I was like, and they're all using Twitter as a platform. Nobody's using FetLife out here. So that's mm-hmm. the other thing. FetLife's big in New England. It's not big on the West Coast. They don't yeah. know how to use it or they get no. frustrated with it. So I looked at a few of the other promoters and producers out here and I was just like, you have to use me as a recruiter and let me do it this way. And you'll find the people you guys are looking for because I have them. I have the real kinky freaks, the girls that love to fucking get pissed on. I have all mm-hmm. those fucking girls. They come to my fucking parties. And they're like, they don't like to get... yeah, I'm looking at them, getting the girls that don't like to be peed on, pretending to get peed on. I'm like, that's boring as fuck because I got the girl that will come and yeah, enjoy it and splash around in it. And I'm like, I got the real kinky freaks. Let me bring them to you and you're, Shit will start selling better. <laughs> now, what's um, interesting? You said that the porn people were saying that you can't be a swinger do porn, but then the swinger said you can't be a swinger do porn. Yeah. Okay, I've been told by multiple people I cannot mix the two communities. Okay, Watch because me. I do remember, you know, because I know how Hollywood works. That they like to, which is funny. I was just doing. I just did an episode discussing this shit. This is funny before I talk to you. Um, that they like to separate shit. Gay porn from straight porn. Um, uh, BDSM from this. You get what I'm saying? Right. And 
I want you to speak upon how that is an old, how that sentiment doesn't work in this day and age. Oh, well, yeah. So what I do is alternative lifestyle, which includes the LGBT community, the poly community, the swingers, the kinksters, the BDSM, and technically, I believe the porn industry should be included in the alternative lifestyle community. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. because even though the swingers are judging the porn people and the porn people are judging the swingers, the civilians are all judging us all the same. Basically. So, like, really, let's work together. And all that takes is everybody to get talent tested. So from now on, you have to get to get into my parties. you got to be tested. Mm-hmm. And even if it's a doctor's test with a panel that you can log into in front of me that I, you move it up and down and I can see it's not scanned, something like that. Mm-hmm. To get into my parties, you need a test. So right mm-hmm. then and there, that drops off half the swingers that refuse to go get a test. Yeah. And then that makes the industry people be like, okay, so I got a lot of people interested in this. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so to, to, to the they say the old heads. They were like, well, why don't you keep it separate? Yeah. Why don't I keep it separate? Because I don't I don't think it needs to be kept separate. And someone told me that I would have to keep it separate. And when you tell me I have to do something or something can't be done, even as forever. You make me want to do it more. <laughs> yeah. It, it, my parents did that as a kid and to, to me as a kid. And I was like, mm-hmm. really? And now I've got all these other party promoters and producers saying you can't do it, can't do it. Watch me do it. Mm-hmm. But it's, it is separate out here. But I think that that would be a natural transition, be it that a swing, you a swinger and, and porn. I think it would be a marriage making heaven because one, it's a lot you can pull from from the swinging community because there's a lot yeah. of people filming to begin with, right? You know, if period. You're the kinky swingers because the very vanilla swingers they don't want to be caught on camera. They don't want anybody to know that they got this going on. Oh, hey, sorry, we got cut off. It's all right. No, it's sorry all good. Now back to what you were saying about what, what we were talking about. What I was saying when people were saying about. Uh, when we were saying about keeping it, you know, keeping it separate, because to me, I would think it would go hand in hand, to be honest with you. Yeah, but you got the older industry people that are not re- ready to let some of the kinks in. Mm-hmm. The transgender community and stuff like that. I was asked to keep the transgender community out of my first event. Mm-hmm. Because I was bringing in some other producers that weren't ready for it yet, I'm gonna slowly yeah. work them in, and it's they're gonna get used to the fact that that's what I, what's at my events. Which I know that because I was like I was talking about when people don't realize how major it was when Brazer shot his first transsexual scene because Brazer was never known for well actually not only shot his first transsexual scene, it fought it shot his first BBW scene with Sophie Rose. Yeah, that's a goal of mine. I want to get on there. Yeah, so it's kind of like like I told people, I said, one, you got to realize that the mainstream is not making the money that they used to make. So they have to change stream in order to continue to keep up with what's going on because let's just be frank, the amateur sector is killing it right now. Right. You know, period. Can you speak upon to that? 
the what the mainstream and the amateurs yeah i still consider myself amateur even though i've worked with like plumber pads and bbw mm-hmm. pilot and just models and uh, pure bbw i still consider myself amateur because that's fake what everybody got before from me was real mm-hmm. like, our scene was more real than stages and fakes and putting these crazy positions that i'm like what the fuck this doesn't look right <laughs> <laughs> doesn't look right it hurts like our scene was a lot of fun but like i've worked with yeah. others and, like the positions they put me in i'm a fat bitch and you're trying to make me do a back bend like it's hard <laughs> but I I feel more amateur people can relate more because it looks more real. Mm-hmm. It's not staged, and it it they can easily put themselves in that position. Mm-hmm. Yes, because that's one thing I did want you to speak to with the difference between the amateur shoot, an amateur style shoot versus a pro style shoot. An amateur style shoot is you don't get a lot of the um, penetration viewing, mm-hmm. and it's more laid back. For me, it's more me just hanging because I'm a swinger. My amateur shoots are me hanging out with my friends and we're having fun. Mm-hmm. And you get, you get the scene, you don't get the close-ups like you would in a professional shoot. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, the cum shot's real and the amateur scene compared to some of the professional shoots. All my cum shots and my professional mm-hmm. shoots were, are, have all been real. So I've never no. had that issue. But mm-hmm. most cases, you go to the professional shoot in syringes. Mm-hmm. And so they want like 20 to 25 minutes for the professional shoots. So they'll be like, here, do five minutes doggy, five minutes cowgirl, five minutes reverse cowgirl, five minutes blowjob, mm-hmm. whatever it is. So it's timed and it's not like like with amateur, you go right through, but it's stop and mm-hmm. go, stop and go professional. And then they want the certain angles. So you've got to be in that position for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's harder and a lot more. Yeah. To me, I think it is a well, me shooting that, that style is a turnoff because the worst thing you do is stop the action, especially when they're getting into the groove, right? You know, period. Because I hate when they do that, they be like, Hey, stop, okay, with, yeah. hold it. I can't get, I sometimes I can get into the groove, yeah, depending on who I'm working with, like Mr. Mysterious. Since when I work with him a lot, it's a lot yeah. was a lot like our shoot because. Him and I are friends and we like vibe and it's like, whatever, we can just go right through. And we've never had to stop. He he knows I'm deaf. He knows how to flip me over. Turn. He knows yeah. how to work with me to get me to do the angles he needs. So mm-hmm. it's just we go right through because we vibe so well. It's just easy to shoot compared mm-hmm. to other people where they want certain angles and then they need a break. Mm-hmm. Like, that's <laughs> when they need, there, there's two minutes left of the fucking shoot and they need a fucking break. Really? Okay. Shit, man. I, I'm like, we got minutes left. Really, you need a break? Now? Fucking go push <laughs> through the fucking cramp because my back's been hurting the whole time in this position. <laughs> mm, shit, because I ain't even going for it. I hated that. We didn't get to shoot a second scene when we hooked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know because, because yeah. Years, almost three years now. Yeah, I know. Oh, we going to hook up and shoot. Trust me on that. Believe that. Because, <laughs> like I said, because people don't realize chemistry has a lot to do with this business. And if you don't have good chemistry with your co-star, it's not going to to vibe well or look good on camera. Can you talk about that a little bit? Um, That's why I put tequila in my water bottles. It helps me get chemistry. (laughs) Weed works for me too, baby. (laughs) 
Reed works the same way too. Yeah, true. Yes, no, yeah. Well, for me, that for me, really, for the chemistry part, I know who I can and can't work with. Mm-hmm. And if the person has a trigger for me, or if it's just their vibe is off, I will stay away from that person because mm-hmm. it's just easier that way. There's no point in trying to fake it because you can tell them mm-hmm. I cannot. Fake it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I believe that. I, I believe that one hundred percent. So, like I said, be it that because I also admit your husband having being that a swinging couple in the business. Do you think that helps you more in the business, being that you and your your husband are swingers versus if y'all were just a normal, let's say, couple and you were doing this business? So, I think being a normal couple as a swinger couple. You're going to come into this business the same way because even mm-hmm. though this, it took my husband a little while to realize it was business because mm-hmm. as a swinger couple, he's now thinking, We used to play together. Now you're going and fucking whoever, so and so, and I'm at home doing whatever. Mm-hmm. And as a swinger couple, that kind of probably fucks your head a little bit because you're stuck at home. And mm-hmm. you don't get to go have fun and whatever. But then when Mr. His first experience being able to be on set was at Mr. Mysterious's content event. And that was probably the best thing for him because he got mm-hmm. to actually see how a shoot plays out, to see how it's stop and go, to see how it, the cameraman works. And that's when it was like, I want to be cameraman. So now he's mm-hmm. got all the professional equipment now to be a cameraman. And mm-hmm. he's been doing my shoots and stuff. So he realized because he because there was a part of a scene that he was watching and mm-hmm. the guy made a move and he knew I didn't like my husband knew knew that was a position or a move I didn't like and he said to the guy next door whose girl was also in the scene with me mm-hmm. and the guy basically was like this is what it's the work if you can't deal with it you shouldn't be here to watch it and I think that he needed to be told that and it clicked with mm-hmm. him because then after it's been easier. And this was all the way back in October. So since then, it's been mm-hmm. so much easier for him to understand I'm going to work. He knows and it's not fun for me if my head's somewhere else. And he knows it's whatever. But now he sees that I'm really only shooting with the people I consider friends. So it's not me mm-hmm. going to shoot with everybody. And now, mm-hmm. and now these same people are willing to work with him and pull him in and teach him the ways to do the camera, the angles and stuff like that. So it's become mm-hmm. more of like a King Swinger network, the people I'm working with out here, because mm-hmm. I'm not just going and working with everybody. So I think that has helped with his mindset too a little bit. Mm-hmm. And also I see that also um, y'all are kind of building a community within the swing out there to a certain extent with swinging and porn. Um, how important of having a community and people surrounding, surrounding you that does this business help your business? Having a community is good because everybody can network with each other. And mm-hmm. that is the best way to make this all work. Because if you don't have that community, everybody's competing with each other and mm-hmm nobody's not going to want to work with each other. True that. It's kind of like the best way for me to look at it is having the community and like the team and the network to fall back on. You have the older promoters that are in producers in the industry. 
Mm-hmm. And they can be like, no, don't do that, do this. And you have somebody to bounce questions back and forth with. Mm-hmm. But like, for example, the BBW industry out here is awful. Like not a lot of yeah. work together and there's a lot of jealousy, but that's because, and these guys are probably all going to hate me when I say this and I don't even care because I said it to their faces because you've got a limited amount of guys that want to work with BBW out here, but they'll fuck mm. them off camera. Or they mm-hmm. say, it can be a POV. I don't want anybody to know whose face is behind the dick. Mm-hmm. And we can do that scene. For me, I'm not going to work with anybody that tells me that because I can. I know I can go get my own dick somewhere else. Okay, then. Now, with that being said, speak to the difference between the male times on the East Coast versus that of the West Coast. Because I notice that happens a lot with the West Coast talent. The Not West as Coast much talent has an image they want. Okay, the West Coast talent is more... Their image is more fake, and they have they need to have that image. Mm-hmm. I've had West Coast talent, very well-known West Coast talent, hit me up because they heard how good I sucked dick. Want to suck mm-hmm. my dick? And I said, yeah, you oh. You do a very good, great job. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That went around real fast, so the whole United States knows that now. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. They hit me up, and they're like, I need my dick sucked. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm not tested. He says, it's okay. I don't want it on camera anyways. Okay, well, then mm-hmm. you just, any opportunity for that to ever happen is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. See, because I find that, because that's why I tell females, when you do your content and trade, pick male talents that shoot your type. Because if they do not shoot BBWs, it's not going to benefit you whether you paid him for the shoot or even with content trade because you're not going to steal his fan. You're not going to get nothing from his fan base. Right. And that's kind of what I was telling to some of the other producers right, is they're saying they're looking for guys that come to these content events that fuck BBWs. I have them. You guys are looking on Twitter for these guys that fuck BBWs. They're obviously not on Twitter. Know where they fucking are. They're on FetLife. So yeah. that's kind of where why I'm doing my event out here this way. Mm-hmm. I'm pulling the industry and the people from FetLife. You guys are looking for these people. Here these people are. This is how FetLife works. You're looking for them, but you're looking for the, the fake girls on Twitter that don't want to fucking do it. Get the fucking kinky girls that enjoy it, and your shit's it's going to be better. You'll have more fun. They'll have more fun. And that's kind of what I'm trying to get across to them. Yeah, because because it's like it's funny. Even when I look at the BBWs, they break their neck to go shoot with a guy that would never shoot with them in a heartbeat. Right. No, I can tell <laughs> they don't want to work with me, and I don't want to work with them. So that's Basically. why. I, that's why I've even yeah. And then the other thing, not talent wise or industry wise, guys fuck better on the East Coast than they do on the West Coast, and I've told them all that. You heard that. Biggest, you heard that, people. The I'm on, on the East Coast and the West Coast. <laughs> the dick <laughs> is better on the East Coast and West Coast. <laughs> most definitely. Most definitely. So now, since we're talking about shoots, I always talk about pre-care. And what pre-care is, is the things that male talents and producers do before the shoot to help the lady relax, calm her nerves, get herself, get her mind right, Body right for a shoot. What is some of the pre care that uh, that helps you that male talent and producer alike can do to help you be prepared for a shoot? To be honest with you, Mister Mysterious is the only one that took the time to like 
well, you took the time too, but since moving mm. to the West Coast, like yeah. you and I talked and you answered all the questions and you let my husband, you were the first one to let my husband come in and sit through mm. that also. But that yeah. one I think he was kind of nervous on because that was the first shoot. But out here, Mr. Mysterious is the only one that's asked questions and like was like, okay, to calm down and like, okay, that I had anxiety and stuff like that. Nobody mm-hmm. else does really pre care. Nobody does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they don't for BBWs anyway. Yeah. Because I tell people, it was like uh, I did an episode breaking down the history of BBWs. And um, there was a, yeah, deep. <laughs> And it, it, like I tell people, bottom line, they didn't want BBW to sit at the table when it comes to porn. Let's be frank. Right. They still, they still give don't. the AVN award off camera. Do they really? You know, yeah, actually, yes. I, I, because they do the show on Showtime. They always show it on Showtime every year. You never see a BBW accept that award. You see the listing, but you never see them accept, you know, oh. period. So it's kind of like, but nonetheless, you got nominated. How did it feel to be nominated as an AVN? For AVN, because regardless of the fact of how they treat BBW, it's still an honor to be nominated. How did it feel to be nominated, and how did you find out? Uh, it felt good to be nominated. I think that was like the first time that I even realized that I had a fan base. Mm-hmm. You didn't so realize like, you had a fan base. <laughs> not as not as big as you have it, I guess. No, it really I didn't think I had that big of a fan base. I thought it was just like fet life stuff. I didn't actually realize I had fans until that situation mm. happened and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so so once you became nominated, I mean it's it's kind of like has has things opened up more for you or just been pretty much the same? Um I think that's when a lot of people started seeing my name for the industry. I don't because I was nominated for fetish. So then that, okay. but I don't know. I think either it may have opened it up a little bit, but either I don't really think it changed much for me when I got nominated. More people just, yeah, it did. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it did because you, you, you start popping up even more. <laughs> yeah, I, guess it, yeah. I did you put me out there more than I was out there it put me out more on Twitter because I didn't really have a Twitter it was mm-hmm. there but I was just throwing my party flyers on it it wasn't for network I didn't realize you networked on Twitter so what made you decide to do the content parties and part two of that question explain what a content party is because so the listeners can understand what that is okay. so a what made me decide to do this is uh, Mr. Mysterious, again, he was the first one to invite me to a content party. Oh, no, Richard Mann. I went to Richard Mann's content party first. Mm-hmm. He invited, Mr. Nuts and Mr. Mysterious invited me over there, and I kind of viewed it, and to me, what looked like half was going on was a fucking swingers party. Mm-hmm. So then, about like maybe two, three months later, Mr. Mysterious had party and that's when my husband came to and we were just watching my husband looks at me and goes this is a fucking swingers party I said yes I know just watch and be quiet that's when my husband caught on there was something else going on in my mind I was I was trying to figure out how the content thing worked and what like all the stuff to that because he already looked at it and said that's a fucking swingers we're at a swingers party and I was like yeah I know and then 
third content party went around and I was talking to one of the other camera guys and the producer and he was just showing him the pictures for my fet life and the parties and events and like some shit went down because we got called on and we got kicked out of the Airbnb. We ended up in like a motel and I was just looking around at how it all happened. It was a little unorganized and I looked at the guy and I was like, I could do this fucking shit with my eyes closed. Mm-hmm. So I ended up doing content party because I opened my mouth. So now I had to put my money where my mouth was and show these fucking producers and assholes out here that this they're, throwing be done. that they're throwing a fucking swingers party with fucking cameras. The shit I've been doing on the East Coast for the last 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> The only, thing I was missing, the only thing I was missing on the East Coast with the two two five seven forms. Basically, because it, it was like to me, because I always wondered, okay, when you have all these talents, how in the fuck are you able to satisfy everybody's need for content? Me, unless everybody's breaking off into sectors and filming themselves and oh, film. Okay. And- so at the content parties, so what a content is is a bunch of models, talents, producers get together and bring our own. We all bring our own brands and we say, this is the type of scenes I'm looking for. They're looking for this scene. I'm looking for that scene. This person works with BBWs. This person's looking for black girls. This person's looking for anal. This person looking for pee, water sports, whatever. So about usually about 16 to 30 of us get together in a house for four days and we shoot content. There's... Um, Usually each talent gets two two scenes a day and whatever extra, if you have play an extra role in a scene, you get that too. So that's mm. really what it is. And as we, Joey and I are watching this, we were realizing it's a, there are, that's when I'm catching on that they're also fucking swingers and, or they don't know they're swingers. That's what I'm on. These, some of these <laughs> people don't know they're fucking swingers yet. And Joey actually- and I each other, this is a fucking swingers party. They're, they're getting tied up from ropes. That's what I do at my events in the dungeon mm-hmm. i was like we're hosting a princess gemini event and they don't even fucking know it so what i'm doing <laughs> is bringing them the people the the talent to show them they've been hosting mm-hmm. a fucking swingers party all along and here's how we're gonna all do this together to make money and get content at the same time so i have a whole new idea to throw at them and mm-hmm. i told my business plan to richard Mann, and he liked it and he invited me to his event to host an event. Uh, I think the fr- a fetish event. Um, at yeah, event. I saw the fly for it the other day. You were yeah, telling me about cool. it. Yeah. Yeah. So he he's coming to mine because he's been trying to get a swingers party on film for a while, also. Well, I may have to come to one of those events just for podcasting purposes, not for shooting purposes. <laughs> yeah, always welcome. Always welcome. Yeah, because like I said, my thing of it is is so. Is it just that they use that producer's camera or do people go off and they might do their little own thing also? So we have in the, in the group of people, there's multiple camera guys. So it's an event. So it's content share. So anybody, so there's a female and female producer. I mean, a male and female talent in the room plus camera guy, all three of them get that content and the house gets the content. And then everybody edits in a different way, and everybody has their own brand. So your fans are gonna buy your fan, your shit. Their fans gonna buy their shit. So we've all got our own brands. So everybody's making money. Yeah. And so it, yeah, because yeah, because like I said, I mean, um, because I saw that Mr. Nuts been doing them for a while now. 
And I yeah. was like, he was getting some heavyweights coming through there. <laughs> Most definitely. And so, and, and, and I'm seeing that more people are, are trying to do the content party because let's just be, let's just be frank. The, the circle of porn star is really shrinking nowadays because really people don't even want it to be considered a porn star anymore. Right. So, so yeah, it's kind of like, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying that the content events that they're all doing, it's just content. There's like, there's people hanging out. But when I went and I was watching it, well, I, me as an event planner and a lifestyle, I'm looking at the behind the scenes where the models just hanging out mm-hmm. by the pool, waiting to do their shoot. There's so much wasted time there that would have been useful for my shit if it was a swingers party. So that like behind True. the scenes that you usually see me doing and what, like the boat ride, like that type of shit could have mm-hmm. been going on at the content event. So now I'm going to take what I do on the East Coast and what they do here and put a twist to it. So for my event, instead of just content, 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 like they do, we're going to mm-hmm. do slot like 10 to 7, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. is content time, mm-hmm. models time, and then break and 9 o'clock till 1.32 a.m. is a swingers party, and I'll film mm-hmm. my swingers party. So everybody can be happy. Mm-hmm. And- now, with the swing event, is the public allowed to attend or is it just going to be the, no. the, the creators. Okay. So because because this is my first event that's only talent test that I'm saying talent mm-hmm. testing testing needs to be done for to get in the door. And because it's my it first event mixing Ain't a packer wanna put on the card if it's all said done anyway. So she makes sense. Yeah. But the first event that it's talent tested, I didn't want to have a free-for-all walk in the door, especially because yeah, it's my first event, mixing models and talents and producers involved with swingers. So this event, we actually handpicked the swingers. They mm-hmm. were people that were good play friends of mine and my husband's or regulars at parties and events, like Sapphire Bliss and like, um, mm-hmm. uh, what is her name? Georgia Peach, Stoner Peach on Twitter. Like mm-hmm. They were regular play partners with us and they're coming out to help show the industry because I need the people that know how I do it here to help me show the industry how they, how I like my shit done because mm-hmm. I'm still trying to figure out where I fit in out here. And mm-hmm. Well, it's not like you bring you something that's not in the industry to the industry. Meaning that you bring, you, you, you first heard anyone mix both. So with that being that you're mixing both and it's being a first, um, what? How big do you plan to make this? Take this as far as future events and stuff like that. So this one, this so particular like a woman that got event. A hmm. Like a woman that got a plan. So go ahead. Oh, I have a plan. My plan is because I got fucked over so bad on the East Coast with the swinger community. My plan is to have yeah. Princess Gemini Club in Providence and a Princess Gen- I'm about to take over the whole United States with my shit. That's my plan. I'm coming yeah. after the swing. I, I'm going to make it so they can't get in any club. <laughs> one one, one producer in particular, but <laughs> my plan is to, with this one, I have a goal in two years of renting out the artisan here in Las Vegas and doing a Princess Gemini Kinky Carnival. 
So Ooh. we will have one floor that's all production. You can go make your fantasy reality with the with the industry. And then Ooh. the swingers can have their their floors and then we'll have a foam. I have a whole idea planned. So it, but this is it needs to start off slow. So this one, this particular party is gonna be 35 to 50 people involved, and it's gonna be the the filming of the party and um the content is going to be used as promotion for future events. So I can build this up. Mm-hmm. Like Richard asked me to come to Georgia. I've never been to Georgia. I've been asked to go to Georgia or Atlanta. Atlanta's popping. <laughs> Atlanta yeah, is popping. For years I've been asked to go. And Richard was like, I'm going to Atlanta. I'd like you to come. Mm-hmm. And I said, let me see if I can make it work. So Richard has heard my plan. So that means... He liked it enough to ask me to go, and he doesn't really do BBWs, and he's including me. Yeah, so that means I got something going on here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Rick, Rick. If you know you a bad BBW, Richard shoot with you, <clears throat> or even do Benny Beach Bird. So yeah, because he's he's, I kind of look up to him in many ways. Because like I said, I did for meeting him face to face to talk to him on Fat Life, even on Twitter. He's a very cool and deep dude. I hope to have him on the podcast one day. So we can really oh, yeah. talk business. He's really awesome. We haven't shot yet, but for him to invite me and include me um, because he doesn't do BBWs that often, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm grateful for that this opportunity. And then, um, what was I going to say? There was something else I was going to say. I forget. It went right through my head. Oh, it was about Fat Life and Richard. So mm-hmm. before you and I even shot, mm-hmm. I had... People message me all the time. I read them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never really pay attention to who is messaging me. And then about a year ago, Richard commented on one of my pictures. like, oh, shit, you're on Fat Life." He said, yeah. So I went back and looked at Richard's profile, and then it says that the view conversations. We had like 10 conversations all the way back for five years. Richard's been trying to get me out here for like three, four years. <laughs> and then Mysterious and I started shooting because Mysterious and Richard are really close. Mm-hmm. Mysterious and I started shooting like a year ago and then he mentioned Richard and all of through Mysterious I met Richard but it was funny that mm-hmm. Richard was trying to get me out here that long that I just kind of blew him off and ignored him I don't watch porn so I don't know who is who I just assume he's a regular guy mm-hmm. so. Yeah. so yeah Mysterious I, I've been following Mysterious too he's been doing he been put, he been putting in some work too I, I came in front on that. He's, he's one of the guys that, yeah, he 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 pushes some good work, some real good work. <laughs> I like good night. So, with that being said, when you film for yourself, okay, mm-hmm. what inspiration do you pull from, and where you get your ideas from for the scenes that you shoot? So here's where I have a problem. Any, most of the scenes that I shot are really random, and they cut my ideas just come off the top of my head, just randomly. Mm-hmm. Um, I go in and I like when I shoot with Mysterious. We never have a plan. It's whatever. He knows I'm easygoing, and so one day he showed up with a clown suit, and I was. Like, yeah, I'll fuck a clown. So we had, it was not planned. He just put clowns <laughs> and I fucked a clown. <laughs> so that was the part of the circus. He was doing a circus freaks thing. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. There is no plan ever with me. Mm-hmm. I just go with the flow. 
but the problem I have is everything is so planned out here and fake setting is that my husband and I have been mm-hmm. all these real fake settings. Like we've already taken bride and ho- bride and groom home on their wedding night and fucked them. Mm-hmm. These people want me to pretend to do that. Like one particular scene, <laughs> they're like, "Let's have a threesome." And it was it was a boy girl threesome. No, it was a. Why can't it was two guys and a girl threesome, and mm-hmm. they came up to me and like we're gonna pretend you're we're on a date. It's a Friday night, and you're cheating on me, and you didn't know that blah blah blah. You scheduled us at the same time. We showed up, mm-hmm. and we ended up having threesome. So I looked at them and I was like, so you mean a typical Friday night for me, right? Mm-hmm. Because and now that they're realizing, I think that's where they caught on. Is it's like I can do this, and I just put myself in a typical Friday night, and there we go. But my problem is, is they want all this fake shit, and I've already lived it. <laughs> so I'm trying to bring my parties to them, the real shit, so mm. they're actually in the middle of the real shit instead of trying to stage this fake fucking shit because it's so fucking boring. I'm bored out of my yeah. mind. Because to be honest, <laughs> it's just like I was telling somebody when it comes to like BDSM scenes. If you don't live that life, people that live that life, they can smell that fake shit for a mile away. So the B, yeah, the BDSM scene scenes out here are slim to none and that's the other thing the community out here is slim to none so i'm trying to bring that community out here i know mm. a few people from back home are already living out here but they're saying the same thing that that type of kink scene is dead out here mm. so and you know, would think that it wouldn't be be it there's vegas no it, 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 right it's fucking dead out here it, it's weird but i think part of it is with BDSM, you have to have trust and all that shit. Yeah. They a tourist town, so you got people coming in and going, leaving. Yeah, true, but true. If I can build that community here with the industry that comes out here all the time, it can work. And that's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to do. So I had some dominatrix coming to my event for the fetish mm-hmm. nights introduced to the industry. I have shit to show them how to make this real. <laughs> I'm, putting a twist, I'm putting a twist in all this shit. I see. So I see that you're a person that knows how to expand their brand. So can you speak to my listeners the importance of expanding your brand as a person that's in this business? Expanding my brand. For me, I just I'm a people watcher and like I, how everybody's doing the OnlyFans thing, that's when I realized that the swingers right there doing the OnlyFans, that's where you go and grab them and help bring them in the right way. So you mm-hmm. should be looking for different opportunities like that to help it. networking. I don't I don't really know how to expand. I do. <laughs> you, you're, you're actually doing it without realizing if you want to be honest. But go ahead. I, I'm not I'm trying this is where my husband and I have an issue. I'm told to put my business plan on a piece of paper and I can't do it, but I know it in the head. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, would say, I, I, I figured you out. You're the kind of person. You have your business plan in your head and you do it automatically without thinking. Right. It just <laughs> happens naturally. Like, literally, the plan to Las Vegas was not an actual... It was not planned. <laughs> we came to Las Vegas to shoot. We liked it. And then we went home, got the kids, and came back. Yeah. It, thank God the universe was working in my favor here. But this yeah, I remember you told me, you said, yeah, we're moving to Vegas. I said, well, damn. <laughs> well, I needed to get out of New England. The Springer community became very toxic. Like, the other promoters, as I got higher in the industry, like, mm-hmm. I got more fans. Everybody started knowing where... People, fans showed up at my house. 
Like, mm-hmm. and then the the other producers, another producers, the other promoters in the town, the industry, no, not the industry, in the swingers lifestyle, started mm-hmm. getting real nasty towards me too. Trying, they they stole pictures from my husband's Facebook page and sold yeah. them to a blogger. Yeah, they sold them to a blogger and they made a fake um, blog story about us. It got real. That's how we got outed and. And in the industry, my grandfather knocked on my door, handed me a thousand dollars and said, Nikki, how come you didn't tell anybody you were having a hard time? I looked at him and I was just like, this is a hobby that my husband and I turned into. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting because it's kind of crazy to me that in the day and age we are, how can people be so proved towards this lifestyle period when you're seeing it on TV every freaking day? Right. And and you see it, and you see it, even the celebrities now are more open about how they indulge in it. Right. Yeah, you speak upon that. Huh? <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts. Man. I didn't hear that last part. No, no. See, I want to hear your thoughts upon what I just said. That how yeah, people I didn't hear still. What you said. I heard the celebrities, and then you kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I was saying that it's still it's crazy how people are still kind of stuck with the old mindset in this day and age, be it that it's kind of becoming more normalized now. Right. I don't think people, I think even the people that are stuck in the mindset aren't really, they're publicly stuck in the mindset. They don't want people to really know that they're open about it because they're going to get judged and really nobody should be judging anybody because everybody's got skeletons in their closet. So, but they, they're most people are more just on the first show, I think, and they're not ready to. Like I was forced to be open about it because I didn't, because producer promoters from back home did what they did. Which is crazy how cutthroat promoting and swinging is. Do you want to hear what they did to me two weeks before I left Nevada? Speak, speak your truth. Uh, this will be the first person I'll tell it to. <laughs> they called DSS on me because get the fuck. DSS. No, they told DSS my oldest daughter was raped by a member of my party two weeks before I met. If you uh, before before we left to go to Nevada, if you guys hated me that much, why would you do something that's gonna keep me in the fucking state? Just let me fucking go. Yeah. DSS did their investigation. They talked to my daughter. They saw on her face, like my daughter was like, "What the fuck?" Like she's that never happened. They didn't. They didn't even leave my driveway because they called the supervisor. And the supervisor, they came and they called me and they said, "We're not even opening the case. We can tell this was a false claim." Blah 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 blah. Mm. And that's how but, bad they wanted your butt about it there. Hmm. Yeah. That's and how. That's how, cut that's how bad they treated me. That's how, that's that's one of the things they did to me. They did a lot of shit to me. Like the same pr- promoter, when mm-hmm. I first got in, I was younger than her. I was about, I don't even know, maybe 25, whatever. But we were both BBWs, and I started hosting events. I pulled them BBWs and BBCs. She was mm-hmm. older, but her events were BBWs, BBCs. And then when she realized I played at a party, she doesn't play with men. She came, mm-hmm. locked me in a room with her her man and another man, locked my, uh, another woman, locked Joey out of the room. I was like, You want to play with me? Didn't even ask. Started this whole thing. I said, I'm not. Joey and I never played separately. I said, I'm not doing nothing with you. Let my husband back in the room. Let mm-hmm. my husband back in the room. While we're in the room. 
she had other people from her club go around, cut up mattresses, throw her dirty condoms, cut up mattresses all over my club, throw up dirty condoms all over my club, and then they fucking left for me to clean it all up. <sighs> Damn. Yeah, that's the type of shit I was dealing with. And I was, felt like I was going crazy. So I came to Nevada and life has just been so much better. <laughs> I had to get away from I can believe it because if, if people doing all that shit, god dang, man. That, that is fucking crazy, yo. So they were, I, they were nasty and mean. They they the promoters back home played dirty. They were um, I could go on for that days. That is crazy. Days. That is fucking crazy, yo. But 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 that shows you that no matter what industry you're in, there's always people that play dirty pool. There's right. always jealousy, there's always hatred, there's right. always somebody that wants to bring you down. I'm grateful for the lessons that the lifestyle promoters taught me because I can take those lessons that they taught me and I can pick them out in the industry already and I'm like, I'll stay the fuck away from you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, pretty much. They, they taught me some good lessons. Hurtful lessons, shit that fucking uh, I, got a, I had to heal from, but mm-hmm. they I'm, I'm grateful for some of the shit they taught me. But karma will definitely yes. come their way. Karma, karma will definitely come their way, whether it's a wonderful Princess Gemini club in the middle of Providence or not. <laughs> and they can't do shit about it. They be trying yeah. and got to pay to get in it. Got to pay to get in it. So, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> That's good. That's a good weed. Excuse me. So, like I said, I, I I got to wrap this up a little bit. Okay. Um, man, you, well, I really enjoy talking to you, Miss Lady, for real. I Thank really you. have about this thing. So look, we, and I'm going to bring you back because there's a lot we did not touch on that I was mm-hmm. wanted to touch on, but didn't have enough time. So, people, Miss Princess Jim and I will be back to be a guest on the Smokers Guarantee. So. Shout out what you're doing, what you got going on, your sites. Give everybody where they can find you and what's going on in the in the world and the business of Princess Gemini. Um, you can find me at princessgemini.com. Um, you can find me on many vids, FetLife. I'm under Princess Gemini and Princess Gemini everywhere. Twitter, many vids, Instagram, OnlyFans. Uh, and you tell me about your events you got coming up. Um, I have my first content like content event here in Las Vegas, June fifth through eighth. We have Richard Mann coming, Mister Mysterious, um, Taylor Nicole, Rebel Rider. What else we got coming? We got Bella Love, um, Cameron Sky, Jada Vans. <laughs> um, a lot of people coming. Yeah, I see. It's very deep, very deep. Okay. This was a test. Now I gotta, now I don't have their pictures in front of me. I gotta remember their names. I got a lot of <laughs> see. This is a woman. This is what I was talking about. People taking this business seriously and making it a business, and taking your passion and making it your livelihood. This is what Princess Gemini is doing, ladies and gentlemen. And she's bringing something to the game that is different and unique unique. when she's talking about mixing swinging with porn. 
Because, yes, end point injury, they want it separate. But even though be separate, they're not doing it separately, if you want to be honest, because behind closed doors, majority of the stars are swingers. Right. Am I lying, Miss Gemini? No. They, they either swingers, they know it, or they're swingers and they don't know it. Right. So no, there are some you can tell, but there are a lot of females though. The, the there are a lot of females that are vanilla. Though the BBWs, a lot of BBWs yeah. are like vanilla BBWs. They're out here to make their money, do their shit. Don't bother mm-hmm. them. Don't get in their way. But there's a few I've grabbed from the BBW community that I could tell right away are kinky swingers. Like Babe West is coming. She's gonna be my go go for my thing. She's a kinky mm-hmm. swinger. Uh, mysterious right away. When I the first time I met him, I brought my suitcase. He said, "Bring some toys." So I, when talking to a kinky swinger, that means your BDSM shit. I brought my big suitcase full of whips and chains. And you can see mm-hmm. it on his face. He never, he was never experienced experienced that type of situation before. But he picked up a flogger, and I could tell. I was like, "That's you. That's who you are." And he felt it right away. And so yeah. I'm pulling them. Richard Mann's a fucking swinger. Uh, Mr. Nuts. I believe he's a swinger. <laughs> yeah, but they're all swingers, and I'm yeah. It, it but, is a part. It, as much as they try to keep it separate from the business, it is actually in the business, whether they like it or not. Right. They may not know it yet. But, well, mysterious. But he came in as a swinger, and I believe <laughs> Mister. Uh, Mister. was a swinger, but mm. some of them I can tell right away, or I'll be in the middle of a scene and. The, the camera guy will hear it all the time. I'll ask the girl, are you a swinger? Do you go, you know, go fuck? You guys swap? And one of them will be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'll hit them up. That's how I found the people that were that I'd be able to make this event with. I straight up asked them, what are you guys into? Are you guys swingers? Oh, no, me and my man and swingers, this is just work. Okay. But normally I can pick them out a mile away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is so true. So, yeah, I got to close this out and do my normal closing. So, like I said, I enjoyed you. I'm going to have to bring you back because I see me and you on an episode of Smokers Lounge is going to be gold because <laughs> we have talked about, and, and me, I like the way we bounce off each other. So, life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience? You haven't learned anything. Smoke that over. Thank you for coming through, Princess Gemini. Thank you for having me. No doubt.